0: You're just a schmuck boy, you're just a schmuck boy That's
1: not boy, don't need another, another schmuck boy Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of Schmuck Boys I think I can speak for all of us when I say we're really excited for today's episode Because we're going to be talking about a topic that is super relatable to everyone Especially those dating within the Jewish world and that is DTR. And no, we're not talking about define the relationship, we're talking about define the religious level. So today we're going to talk about how do you know when to have those conversations with someone, how do you decide what's right for you, all those questions that happen when you're dating within the Jewish world, knowing that when you want to raise a family, those are questions that are going to come up, and sometimes you have to bring them up sooner rather than later depending on your religious level and what that kind of whole experience is like but before we get into it we're going to do our quick little weekly date updates from all of us so does anyone have any updates to start with maxine my only update is that i'm still
2: still single and i am on the apps and on the uh you know the jewish moms sending me phone numbers of their sons that that is my update
1: (laughs) i am also still single um i went on a second date recently and it was really good so we'll see how that goes i actually am leaving to go to israel for around a month so not really sure what's gonna happen there but we'll see still with jack jack's
0: birthday is coming up so that's really exciting he always does something super spontaneous and surprising, so I'm getting him back hard this year.
1: So the first thing that I'm super curious about is I want to know how old were you guys when you decided or knew that you kind of only wanted to date Jews? How did that realization happen for both of you guys? Me personally,
2: I think it was ingrained in me my entire life. Um, just growing up in the modern Orthodox community that I did, it was always, you know, you're going to marry a Jewish guy and that's really it. And to be honest with you, I never really questioned it. Um, it was never something that I was like, oh, I'm going to rebel and try and find a non-Jewish guy. Like that was really never a question for me. I always kind of knew I wanted a Jewish guy. I think that it's more the level of religious that has fluctuated for me throughout my life.
0: I never went to a Jewish school, but I had Jewish camp of Ramah in me, so shout out Ramah. Um, And I think I always was surrounded with the idea that Judaism was important to me and that I wanted someone to share the holidays with. I think obviously we've all had those experiences where we might have tried to get into something casual with someone who might not have been Jewish, maybe almost to like, save ourselves in a way from getting hurt because we knew that, oh, there might not be a future there. So if I do this right now and I get hurt, you know, I might not be as hurt. But some people get stuck into that idea and maybe that turns successful, you know. So I'm always interested in that concept. But for me personally, I always knew that going to Chabad or doing Shabbat dinners, like those were things that were important to me. And my biggest thing was that I never wanted to force someone to feel that it was important to them. And that's how I would always introduce the idea of Jewish dating in like the most kosher way possible to people who weren't Jewish, is that I never want to change someone's view or make them think a certain way just because of me. Because that's who I am, who I grew up as, and what I want. You know, I'm not out here trying to make someone change for my behalf. I want someone to already have that state of mind.
2: Yeah, and I think that that is a huge huge point over there because you know, if you date someone at a different religious level than you and or a different religion totally, I think that, you know, they could learn from the things that are important to you and they might be inspired to want to take those things on, but at the end of the day if they're not doing it for themselves, it's not going to be a strong reason for them to do them. And at the end of the day, somebody is going to be upset or, be you know, yeah, grow to be resentful towards the other person. And that is something that you absolutely do not want in a relationship.
1: I really like what both of you said. You had different answers, but I totally agree with both of them. And Libby, when you mentioned about going after people that aren't Jewish as a way to protect yourself, I think is super interesting because for me, from a very young age, I, I kind of figured I was always going to marry Jewish date Jewish I thought maybe maybe I would consider going out with a guy who wasn't Jewish but never really saw it as anything serious I think the only guy I ever s- dated that wasn't Jewish was my sixth grade boyfriend <laughs> shout out to you Alex don't know what you're doing but hope you're doing great don't
0: know what you're doing <laughs> but hope
1: you're doing great but I remember when I was in college and you know when you're college sometimes you have these casual flings and there was a couple times I had casual flings with guys that weren't Jewish And and in my mind, I was like, this is great because I'm never gonna get attached to this person because I know it's never gonna go anywhere I think just growing up in a very, you know, proud Jewish household and I kind of always knew it's what I wanted It was never something that was forced onto me. It was just something that I knew was important to me because Being Jewish is so much more than just the traditions and the holidays. It's also the values and I think most Jews would agree that when you meet another Jewish person there is this unspoken almost telepathic connection yeah, that you feel with bond. that person yeah. exactly it's a bond and it doesn't matter if you've never known this person a day in your life when you find out they're both Jewish you immediately have that you could be completely different people but you have that small understanding that you come you come from the same place your families went through the same thing I feel like it's something that we learned at a very young age, which is why dating Jewish is important. I think there's an important,
0: like, thing we need to distinguish here, where it's teaching and being. So, obviously, you can be teaching these elements, you know, if you were to date someone, there's plenty of people who do, and that's okay. Like, I just want to share. Hundred percent. That's okay. But I will say that in our religion specifically, It's not two holidays a year, right? It's a true lifestyle. It's what we eat, how we do every single holiday. Like, there are so many holidays to the point where it can take up your whole entire month. And how do you explain that to someone you're dating, let alone, of course, teach. Yeah, teach. Teach your friends, teach the people around you. But because there are so many elements to Judaism, that is why. I think we're here. So I just wanted to distinguish that before we moved on.
2: Yeah, you know, and I think it's hard enough when people are dating, you know, we say like, oh, it's hard to date someone in a different religion. Even within our own religion itself, it's so hard if you're on different levels. And, you know, like Libby is saying, it's a lifestyle. It truly is. And there are plenty of Jews and it's totally, totally fine. But there are plenty of Jews that have totally different images of what that lifestyle is. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what we're really here to like kind of understand because you can have someone who wants their Judaism to be an everyday lifestyle, the way they live their day, the way they eat, the way they celebrate the holidays. But there are Jews out there that for them, you know, it's it's Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and that's Judaism to them. And that's totally fine. That's totally beautiful as well. But it's definitely difficult to be in a situation if you're on one end of the spectrum and they're on a totally opposite end. And, like, where do you compromise? Where do you figure that out? But I think, you know, more to Marla's point earlier, you know, I think that for me, it was never really a question amongst my friends or family, like, oh, you only want to date a Jewish person. I think if anything, you know, my non-Jewish friends would be funny about it and joke around. And when they'd meet a Jewish guy, they'd be like, oh, perfect for Maxine, a Jewish guy. But then it comes, you know, this extra level and, like, extra layer of, well, how religious is this person? What type of Jewish person are they? Will our values align? Because just because somebody is Jewish does not necessarily mean that that's going to be a good person for you. Mm
0: -hmm. That's huge. I think back to a lot of my college experience where I was one of the few people who, you know, was doing Passover, was fasting and staying at the Chabad house to avoid the distractions from either Jewish or non-Jewish people because I cared that much and I wanted to put myself in a more, like, spiritual position. Explaining it was so hard. Of course, my sorority was super understanding when I'd say, hey, I have this holiday, I can't attend at this time. But, you know, when it came to, like, rehearsals, I would have a rehearsal on Yom Kippur and I'd have to say, hey, I can't come. Okay, can you come after? Sure, I can come after but I also just didn't eat for 24 hours, and this is like a spiritual journey, right? So having to explain to teachers, to educators, who weren't aware, and then actually, from me making them aware, made sure that rehearsals weren't on holidays in the future, which was special to me. Mm -hmm. Same with friends, I had people be like, come on, you can just, you can just have bread, like, there's 10 more minutes left, it's not a big deal. Like, no, it is a big deal. And that's okay if you don't see it as a big deal, but to me it is. Like, it's not, just because I'm going out doesn't mean I'm not going to keep Passover when I'm out. I'm going to drink my uh, Manischewitz bottle (laughs) at the mixer, right? And of course you're going to get questions. So I think it's important almost, like, in in a way, like, Hashem, like God, like kind of wants us to be tested every time those people ask us those questions because mm-hmm. it's like how we react to them. Mm-hmm. I'm
2: laughing so hard at bringing your manashevits to the mixer. I've done it more because... times than I can count. <laughs> Because I have What's so that? many.
0: What's that? What's <laughs> uh, Why can't you drink the junk juice? <laughs> I have
2: like distinct memories at yeah. UMass. <laughs> Distinct memories of mine at UMass include showing up to mixers with a bottle of Bartonura in hand because it was Passover. And another great memory was I remember during Passover my freshman year, I think it was, um, we were invited to a darty, and a very good friend of mine, we were keeping Passover together, both of us. And we kind of were like, oh, we want to go to this. But, you know, there's only going to be beer and jungle juice. And we we went through our friend's room that had all this kosher for Passover alcohol. And all we could come across was, like, this disgusting plum brandy. But it was kosher for Passover. So we took this plum brandy. It was called Slivovitz for anyone out there that's wondering. Um, apparently, it's, like, pretty well known. We took that and we took the... Um, the, like super kosher for passover orange juice that my mother had bought for me and we mixed it together and brought that with us to a darty because we wanted to observe passover but still go out with our friends that day
1: both those stories that you guys just explained the theater and when the day drinking it just shows that judaism can have such an effect on you in ways that other people wouldn't necessarily understand or wouldn't know which is why it sometimes ends up being important or is important, depending on who you are, to find someone that will understand those things. Because even if they're open to understanding, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily mean they want to partake as well. But you know, when you're looking for a partner in life, you want someone that's going to be a part of these things with you, not just be supporting on because the sidelines. And enough some on people your are okay.
0: So, yeah,
1: and some people are okay. I know plenty of friends, parents, relationships that are out there where one parent is more religious than the other. And if that works for them, that's amazing. That's great that oh, yeah. some people can make it work. But, it, you know, it it's really by the situation, by the, by the person. Some people can find a way to make it work. And for other people, you, you're trying to find someone that can really match you on the same level.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that a huge part of that is, you know, you don't want to hear from someone, you know, "Oh, you can do that, but I'll never stop you." Like, for example, going to Chabad or going to a going to something at your synagogue, you know, you don't want your partner to say to you, "Oh, go ahead, like I'll never stop you from doing that." Everyone's different, and for some people that's okay. For some people, they they're fine going to synagogue to by themselves or whatever. But, you know, for me personally and for a lot of people I've spoken to, you know, you want that partner who even if it isn't something important to them, it's important to you. And therefore, they want to go and be there for you, even if it's not necessarily something that they would have done on their own. But that goes back to the whole question, like, are they doing this for you or are they just doing it like because they want to? I think that that's like, a huge gray area because you know, at the end of the day, like, you want somebody who does things for themselves religiously, not just for you so there's no resentment, but you also want a partnership and you want someone who says, okay, well... Going to synagogue once in a while is special and important to you. And like that's a family thing to do in many cases. So as a family, we'll go together. Mm -hmm. And that it becomes tough
1: when somebody doesn't want to do that. And I think one of the toughest things is people absolutely can and many times want to adapt and change over time. For example, when my parents met, my mom was much more religious and connected to Judaism than my dad. Fast forward, they've been married for over thirty years now.
0: Her parents I think. are goals.
1: I say it every day. I'm really happy that Libby thinks my parents are goals because if she lived in my house, I don't know if she would agree. But they've been married for over thirty years, and now my dad is much more connected to Judaism, especially with the fact that my siblings have become more religious. He loves doing Shabbat dinners. He, you know, doesn't mind as much going to synagogue. He's much more connected to it and into it now than he was when he, they first started dating. And if my mom from the get-go had said, I'm not going to date you because you're not religious enough for me, you know, who knows what would have happened. And that's part of the thing that I think is so difficult is you want to get to know someone and see if that connection is there and it could be there. What about are they religious enough for me? Are they too religious for me? Down the road, we could compromise on that, but, but I don't know... Yet, if we will be able to, because we're not there yet, and it's too soon to really ask someone to compromise, and it's really kind of tricky situation where you have to kind of decide: Do I want to take the risk that I fall in love with someone that five years from now, when we go to start a family, may or may not be on the same page as me?
2: Yeah, I think that it also will say a lot about the person. and there are certain things you can figure out early on in a relationship that i think i learn more and more every day that once you get a feel for the person you can start to really more understand like is this the type of person that would be open to learning more mm-hmm. or would be open to more compromise to make it work and if the answer is no you know i like to be very intentional with my dating these days mm-hmm. i think that you know i've been through a few relationships which were all wonderful and like huge learning experiences And now I'm kind of at this point where, you know, I need to be very intentional with the people I choose to go out with because either I want them to already be on a similar page to me or I want to know that they are open-minded enough that they will be willing to try new things or to like be more comfortable with the idea of what it is that's important to me. And, you know, I like to think that I'm like, pretty open-minded as well and getting to know their side of things also so you need to have two partners that really want to work together to figure out like what level of religious works for them
0: it's so interesting too because i've been told from some guys like oh you're not observant enough and then told from others like oh you know i don't i don't really understand that side not that they've really flat out said that but like it's hard to get a gauge on somebody's religious self. Like you can't predict it. You can't necessarily see it. Like everyone's journey is their own journey. Mm-hmm. And like, at least for me and my relationship now, um, it was so funny. Like one of my first conversations with Jack, like we were talking about like where to go out to eat. And I was like, I don't eat on kosher meat. He was like, I don't eat on kosher meat than like everything else we were saying he was like yep me too me too me too and i was like oh my god this is so crazy like amazing. someone who actually like you know it really is like the same but also i always wanted like the aspect of like being able to learn as well and like he went to a jewish school i never went to a jewish school i learned things from him he learned things from me like having different experiences is is really great too and you also might have different experiences growing up but like actually observe the same Mm -hmm. so I think there's different elements to it and just like an open conversation about religion like throughout is, is cool and should be encouraged.
1: I think it's really interesting what Libby was saying about learning from one another because as I've dated more in the past few years and have begun to understand and get a better idea for what I'm looking for and what I want in a partnership. I've also begun to discover more that I don't want to someone who can learn from me, but I want to be able to learn from someone else as well. I think it's interesting because I would say the majority of guys that I have gone out with, dated, gotten to know have been less religious than me or less connected to Judaism. And many times they would say something along the lines of, oh, you make me want to be more connected, You, I love that you're so connected, it makes me want to also be a better Jew or be more connected, and it feels so good to hear that. It obviously genuinely is a compliment and it feels so great, but I kind of realized recently that I don't necessarily want it to be a one-way thing, I also want to be dating someone who makes me want to be a better Jew, who makes me want to be more connected to Judaism, and I probably really discovered that a few months ago because I briefly was, saw someone who was more religious than I was and for the first time in a long time, I felt like I wanted to be a better Jew. Like I wanted to be more connected and I loved the way that it made me feel. And I think I kind of just realized that even though it can be hard while dating to find someone that is at the perfect level that you need, that you shouldn't necessarily settle just because you want someone that is Jewish and kind of similar to what Libby was saying. It's, you should do whatever you want to do and be, be open and be mindful. And you can always, you know, change your mind. You know, I used to only, I used to be that I would date anyone that was Jewish. Didn't matter what the religion is. And as I've gotten more connected, it has mattered to me a bit more. And just be, you know, mindful when you're dating, try to learn and see what, you want and what works for you
2: totally agreed I think that you know just dating with intention like I've been saying you know going out with specific types of people but also not jumping to conclusions I think is really important like you shouldn't say no to a date because oh like I they're not religious at all or they're or they're too religious I think that you know having those conversations in the beginning are the only way to truly understand whether a person Is around the religious level that you're looking for or would be willing to learn more or if they seem like the type of person that you can grow with because I actually had a situation uh, not too long ago I did go out with this guy I was really excited about it you know we had some mutual friends and we grew up in similar communities so I thought oh wow like this could be someone that could be good for me you know like we grew up similarly etc etc and Full disclosure, most of you all know I've been on a religious journey myself. You know, I grew up modern Orthodox. I went away to college. My first few years of law school, I've kind of been all over the place. But I would say in the past few months, like, I've definitely really been growing religiously and just really redefining what my values Jewishly are. And thinking a lot harder about what I want for myself and my future, and so I definitely see myself as growing Jewishly. Currently, you know, I try to you know keep Shabbat as special and important as possible. And you know, if I have to meet up with friends on a Friday night for something, like I try to limit that because for me, like Friday nights are Shabbat, and that's something I'm really trying hard to work on. Um, And you know, like I keep my apartment kosher. I'm just like really being more intentional with the things I do. And but for anyone on a religious journey, it could be really tough when it comes to dating, just because sometimes you feel judged or sometimes you feel that you know you don't really know where you fit in a certain box. And that definitely happened a few months ago. I went on a date with this guy like I mentioned, um, similar upbringing, so I thought he would maybe you know get it, so to speak. We went on a first date. It went on for almost three hours, I think it was a very long date. like we had a lot of fun. We were really, really vibing. everything felt great. He was really cute, fun, bubbly. We had multiple drinks. We went on a walk. Like, we were just it was going well, like it seemed like everything was really going well. He was a very touchy person, you know, very huggy, touchy.
1: He was not Shomar Nagia.
2: Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Um, and it was, you know, I, I thought everything was great. You know, I went home, I spoke to my mom about it, which I, <laughs> hi mom, um, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't tell her every single detail about my dating life, but yeah, and I was like really excited about it. We had, you know, at the end of the date, we spoke about seeing each other again sometime soon. Um, and you know, we were texting here and there and For a couple of days I didn't hear from him and that was fine But you know, my friends encouraged me. They said, you know, it's totally fine for you to make the move If you're interested in seeing him seeing him again, and you both mentioned you wanted to see each other again you know go for it. Like what's there to lose? And so I reached out I said, you know Um, i'm free. I gave the days of the week that I was free that week. Um If you're interested in getting together let me know and His response was, I know we decided we are going out again, but I think I'm looking for someone a bit more religious, and I don't want to lead you on. I'm sorry if you think I played around with you. I promise. That was never my intention. When I tell you, ladies, that this this text ended up on... How many group chats do we think this text ended up in? Well, my team has all the
0: receipts.
2: All of it. Um, let's just say that, you know, and I I gave a little sassy answer back, like, I don't know how you figured out my level of religion already, but um that's the thing though, you know, open mindedness is important. Like, how did he have any clue what my level of Judaism was or religious or observance? Like, how does someone know that immediately? Unless I sat there on the date and said, Okay, so you know, like I'm trying to keep kosher and I'm trying to keep Shabbat more, like that that's not what you say like right away you know like those are things that happen in the first few dates where you get to know where people stand religiously but unless you ask these questions and unless you really try to have that conversation you know there's no way to truly know right off the bat and if you're just going to close yourself off to the potential of having those conversations then you're lost you know
1: yeah I think it's it's so just I don't know if selfish is the right word but just selfish, crazy, rude for someone to assume that they can tell you about your own religious level and make that decision for you. I know my sister actually went through something similar years ago. She went out with a guy who had told her that she wasn't religious enough for him. Ironically enough, the the girl that he dated prior to her, he had told that girl that she was too religious for him. He was obviously on his own journey and trying to figure out what he wanted, but it's not fair to ever put the blame of things not moving forward on someone else not being the correct religious level for you at least when you haven't even had that conversation yet or given the given them the chance to even talk about that which I think I don't know it just I can't believe someone would, would say that especially only after a first date when a lot of times you don't even have those conversations until the second third date not everyone has those conversations right away and even if when you have that conversation you can't tell every single thing about a person from one conversation about religious levels
2: yeah you can't you can't figure that out instantaneously unless someone literally sits there and tells you verbatim what it is they're looking for like how religious they are right now how religious they plan to be you need to just be open-minded and willing to hear what that person has to say and you know we're not saying stick around for months and months and months without figuring it out try to figure it out as soon as possible but it's it's really you know not the best to just jump to the conclusion of immediately oh like this will never work because you're not religious enough. Okay, well, did we talk about how religious we are? Also, you know, we grew up in similar backgrounds. So maybe, you know, we have the similar education that could lead us to where we are today. Maybe we can have conversations about that. It was, yeah, very interesting. but <laughs> Interesting is definitely the word. But yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think it's very important to figure, thing, figure these things out as soon as possible because you don't want to get too invested in somebody that at the end of the day will not work out well for you but also like give it a little bit of time to really like flesh that out a little more before just jumping to conclusions
1: how soon do you think you can have the how religious are you conversation with someone
2: i definitely think you know in the first few dates i think that you'll start realizing things and kind of like you know you don't want to judge it based on what you're seeing But, you know, there are minor details that you can start picking up for yourself, you know, like, oh, like, are they keeping kosher? Are they, like, doing things on Shabbat? Like, do they go to Chabad? Are they active in any Jewish causes? Those are things that could start giving you clues. But, like I said, you should never just determine that right off the bat. I think... Usually, on like the second or third date, or you know, depending on what type of date you're on, if it's drinks, if it's you know, you're hanging out in the park, if it's a more intimate setting, like you can start talking about a little bit what your future goals are. Mm -hmm. And I think that that can lead to a conversation about religion, absolutely. And there are definitely some people that will bring it up much sooner. And I've definitely seen that before, you know, like I've been on first dates where the guy will just right away say, either you know, I never intend to keep kosher, like ever. Or, oh, like, I am 100% Shomer Shabbat, Shomer Kosher, like, etc., cetera, et cetera, So, like, there are some people that will bring it up immediately. But if they're not, you know, give it a little bit of time. Give it, you know, the first couple of dates to then start asking questions. And a lot of times, it's not so much a question of what do you do right now, but it is a question of what are you trying to do in the future. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, it's like I said before. It's so much
0: more complex and without a real true conversation about it, how are you to know? Also, marriage is far off from when you first meet. There's a process. I know some people get married in less amount of time, some people don't put the label on for a certain amount of time, Like these are things you are gonna potentially either have to be patient and find out because there are things you might not know right away. Like Marla said that in her parents' case, like her dad is, in a different position now than he was when he met her mom and if her mom hadn't have taken that chance who knows what would have happened so it 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 really just goes to that assuming you know they always say to make an can ask of you and me you really do especially that text that the guy sent Maxine.
2: and i will say after that happened i really you know as someone who's on a religious journey myself and was really in the height of figuring things out then. Like, it was it was a tough few days for me. Obviously, you know, I, I pushed under the rug and got over it and moved on with my life. But there were a good few days where I just kind of didn't know how to handle myself because, you know, here I am trying my hardest to work on my religious self and my religious journey, and then someone is telling me I'm not good enough for them. And, like, that's really tough to digest. I remember I literally called my rabbits in that night because i said i just need to talk this through because you know it's so tough to be dating and not know where you stand religiously and you know she was super super helpful she said you know it's all about figuring yourself out first then i think that's what you're doing you know and she was so incredible such a great person to talk to but at the end of the day i think that that's like so true like you need to start figuring out like what it is you want for your future mm-hmm. and start like really trying to act on that now and it's nobody's place to tell you where you stand religiously and if they have any questions whatsoever like the perfect way to find out these
1: answers are to ask not to just assume absolutely and when you say about feeling judged I I absolutely could not agree more it's it's almost like a shameful feeling sometimes if you are you know going out with someone or getting to know someone that is more religious than you and you almost maybe i've experienced this where i've almost maybe been shy or afraid to say certain things that i do or don't do because i'm afraid that they're going to judge me because it's not as religious as they are you know oh like i eat shrimp is that going to be a turn off to him it's almost funny because i remember going out with guys you know around the time of Yom Kippur and i asked them oh are you fasting And if they say yes, you know, that makes me kind of happy and more attracted to them because I know that they also find the holiday important. But then if they say, no, I'm not fasting, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm disappointed. So two-way street isn't the right analogy, but it's almost like sometimes I feel judged, but then I guess sometimes I judge other people too. So it goes both ways. 100% don't judge, don't know.
0: And another thing is if someone's okay with their relationship and their religious level agreement whatever as a friend you have to just you know if, if someone's meeting really someone outside of the religion too now you can only be so much of a friend you can't there's there's certain boundaries that that you can't cross you kind of have to let people experience what they experience to get to that journey and I think that's important to be said absolutely when your friends make decisions
1: yeah i totally agree i know someone who had a close close friend who got married to someone that wasn't jewish and he was surprised because his friend is super and connected ju- to judaism always has been and he was talking to you know his rabbi about it and, and because you know he he was conflicted about how much he should say to his friend about this and i think at the end of the day he kind of was like you know what it's not my place you know if this is what he chooses it's what he chooses even if it's you know surprising to me based on what I know about him you can only intervene so much because it's not it's not your your place to yeah
2: and you have to be really careful when you give any advice religiously to your friends when they're in relationships because you know you can only know what makes sense for yourself Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do like to think that a lot of my friends know me on a very, very deep level. And that's a thousand percent true. And I'm always happy to take advice from my friends. But at the end of the day, the only person that truly knows what's best for you is yourself and sometimes your parents, but (laughs) definitely yourself. And just think about it this way. You know, if you know that you're doing something that you really thought hard about and put a lot of energy into And your friends kind of come out of left field and say, oh, like, they're not religious enough. Or, oh, they're too religious for you. What are you doing? Like, oh, my God. Like, are we never going to see you again? Because now you're so religious. Which, by the way, is, like, so ridiculous when people make comments like that. Because Mm -hmm. it's just that. I just think that's a dumb comment to make. Like, because someone's now more religious, you're never going to see them again. Like, so dumb. We're all on our own paths and in our own areas. Like, that has nothing to do with your friendships. But... Mm -hmm. I do think that you want to maintain the friendships that build you up as a person and respect you on that religious journey. And a lot of that does occur with who you're dating. And at the end of the day, like whether your friends approve, so to speak, or disapprove, so to speak, of the person you're dating religiously, you just need to be there for your friends. They just need to be there for you. They just need to support you in the decisions you're making and just be there for you in whatever it is you decide to do.
1: I feel like this topic of, you know, defining the religious level and trying to figure out the right person to date based on how connected or not connected they are is probably a topic that's going to come up multiple times because it also comes into play in other situations, you know, whether it's, you know, you're at the bar and you see a guy wearing a cross and he's trying to flirt with you but you, you know and you don't want to be rude but you know there's no point in having a conversation with him because you're not going to be interested or I don't know there's a million different ways this this you know religious level is going to come into play I think in this podcast uh do you guys have any last thoughts on this topic before we move into our game
2: I just think that you know I've said it a bunch of times but everyone's on their own journey. And the only person that knows what's right for themselves is themselves. And as friends of each other, you know, and just in general, I like to think I'm really lucky to have friends that have genuinely supported me in figuring out what it is that is important to me Jewishly. And I hope that that translates into the person I end up with. Um, And, you know, it's all a journey. It's all something that you're figuring out and hopefully you'll find someone that you can figure out figure it out with together and just really be intentional with your dating because you want to find that person that will either already be on a similar level to you or be an open-minded person that wants to grow or understand more about what your background is and vice versa because it's important for both of you to be open-minded
0: yeah and just going back to the friends thing if you know your friend specifically wants something and you see that the other person the guy let's say that it's a girl right is not respecting the religious boundary then i think it's okay to to say something because maybe you know at the time they don't they don't really understand i think that's okay to point out but obviously you know opinions of what your friend should or shouldn't do should be should be kept in a very kosher way, I'll say. But if you really do see someone flat out being like, it's stupid for you to be celebrating Passover, like we have a party and there's gonna be cake there. You know, I think it's okay to be like, hey, you don't have to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Not to like let your friends like succumb to pressure in their relationships.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great point. Okay, so we're gonna play a game that we like to call cute or cringe. So we're just kind of each give out little examples of situations or ideas, and then the other girls will say if we think it's cute or cringe.
0: The first option we have is when he asks what are we within the first three days.
2: Cringe. I would definitely say that that is cringe.
0: <laughs> I feel like it's on the middle scale because, in some ways, you wait forever for someone to say something. So, if you're vibing, it's kind of cool. Like, oh, he's he's thinking about that. It's on their mind. Like, I might think that they're an upfront person.
1: That's true. When they ask if they can eat unkosher food in front of you,
0: definitely cute in the sense that they're being mindful, but mostly if you haven't established anything beforehand. I feel like once you've established whatever it is, like, let's say you're dating someone and your whole thing is you have to brush your teeth every time they eat on kosher and you hope that they don't do it in front of you, obviously, like, kind of nice, but at the same time, maybe that part is you
2: don't want them to do it in front of you. Yeah. All right, ladies, cute or cringe if he kisses you on the forehead. Cute if you're into him. Cringe if you're not. Exactly. You know what? I agree entirely with that. I think that if you're really into him, anything is cute. Oh my god, that's so sweet. Forehead kisses. If he's if you're not like that into it, honestly, that could be a way to learn if you're into it or not. How how you feel when that happens?
1: Literally, I feel like there's so many situations where it just depends on your into if you're into a guy. Like, a guy or someone could do the weirdest, strangest thing, but if you're really into them, you don't care.
2: Yeah. That's actually so accurate. Wow. I mean,
0: I think it's kind of cute if you're, like, sleeping. Yeah. Right? Or, like, you're just waking up. Like, it's, like, an affectionate thing. But, obviously, the first time you meet someone, if they, like, lean in and kiss you on the forehead, like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, I feel like it's almost, like, a nickname thing. Like, I like people who are close to me to call me, like, libs, but I wouldn't like someone who I just met to just call me that. Like, it would feel, like, invasive or, like, weirdly
1: personal. Wait, I totally get that. I think I've had guys that either called me Mar right away or Malka, and I've only ever been called my Hebrew name by my ex, and so, for me, I'm like, you can't call me my nickname or my Hebrew name unless I really know you.
2: Yeah, I think that's just, like, jumping the gun, you know? Like, just getting too comfortable too quickly.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You need to be careful about that, for sure.
1: When he borrows your toothbrush without asking. That's Great. disgusting.
2: That's, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that's gross. I mean, like, <laughs> just cringe.
1: Yeah, absolutely cringe. I'm
0: sorry, but, like, I don't care if our mouth's touched eventually. Mm-hmm. Like that is so weird to like, ew. Like, ew. I don't know. I always have extra toothbrushes in my house. I'm like super OCD about certain things. So like that's something where it's just like no, like that's too personal.
2: Um. Okay. And finally, when he
1: sends to fill in pics, cute, hot, love it, amazing. Please continue to do those.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. My favorite thing in the world. Especially when they're. In-
1: Gotta
2: love it i personally love that and yeah send all the tefillin pics my way honestly so cute
1: schmuck boys i mean feel free maybe send tefillin pics to the instagram page if we think it's good but we'll post it maybe girls will slide into your dms you know we can maybe try to honestly we could do like a, a in
2: <laughs> like a tefillin tuesday almost i'm down for that
1: wait i love that
2: I think we we this is an official ask of all of our listeners send in your to fill in picks because we can't start that unless we have to fill in picks. With that, thank you for listening this week everyone. We hope you love this episode. Thanks for sticking around for the whole thing. And as always, send us your stories, your screenshots, your DMs to our email or to our instagram at schmuck official we would love to hear everything and make this podcast for you thank you again for listening schmuck boys out cause you're just a schmuck boy
0: you're just a schmuck boy that's not enough boy don't need another another schmuck boy cause you're just a schmuck boy. Just a smile, uh, uh, boy, that's not enough, boy Don't need another, another ship,
1: boy